All Blacks England, 6.30 tomorrow morning, New Zealand time. For commentary here on News Talks, there be with Elliot Smith, also via iHeartRadio and Gold Sport. It's a great pleasure to bring in 2003 Rugby World Cup winner with England and one of the best players of his generation, English centre, Will Greenwood, MBE. Stephen Jones with a half charge down, a charge once again, this time for the... Uh... Big Northampton wing Ben Cohen. Now it's Healy with a long switch pass out. There's a real chance here as Greenwood goes with the handoff. Healy once again, and Greenwood is not going to score again. A third try for him. What a day he's having. Yeah, what a player he was. Will Greenwood uh, has become a highly regarded rugby analyst since his playing days ended, involved in commentary and uh, expert analysis across all uh, levels of rugby. He joins us now. Will, great to get the chance to chat to you as always. Eddie Jones, England coach, says the All Blacks are there for the taking. That's a quote. They're there for the taking. Do you agree? Uh, Do you know, of all the years... Uh, this, this, probably this is it but I thought they were there for the taking for Wales and then you put 50 points on them so they found some form they look great I, I'm, I'm clinging to small mercies am I right in thinking did he pick Scott Barrett at 6 in the World Cup semi-final he did pick Scott Barrett at 6 in the Rugby World Cup semi-final yes there's been a and lot of discussion about that yes yeah, very I similar to, I looked to the team this afternoon and went wow but I mean he's such by the way he's such a good player that tackle he made on Stuart Hogg at a time when I think Scotland were 20 points to 14 up in the bottom right-hand corner uh, was off the charts. So um, in no way am I bagging Scott Barrett. I'm just trying to find uh, things that I can hang my hat on. Um, it's um, it's a pl- plus three in the in the betting. I think New Zealand in a, a three-point favourite. Um, the forecast is decent, I believe. I, I hope it's an epic game. It always is. It, you know, as with all things, every time New Zealand take the field, it's a World Cup final for whoever plays against them, because they are still acknowledged as the team that everyone wants to beat once on their CV, and they can talk about it till they're a hundred. Um, so it'll be, it'll be a belting game. I'll be there, uh, and really, really, really can't wait. I love seeing uh, Richie Moonga uh, play. I think Rico Yuan is off the charts good at the moment. And the pack had got some real mongrel to, to just go straight through the gut. So, um, strong side. But England, we always rise to this challenge. It tells you back in the second row. Some pace on the flanks. I love Billy. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a big day for Eddie. It's a big day for England. Because if this goes wrong, everyone will start talking again about is he the right man? to take us to 2023. It's the, it's the conversation that just won't go away. Well, the conversation hasn't gone away. It won't have escaped your attention over this side of the world either. Well, is Ian Foster the right man to take the All Blacks to the Rugby World Cup in 2023? What have you made of watching them go through the All Blacks? That is a fairly challenging 2022. You know what? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's a terrible phrase, but there's there's an element of, of truth in it. And if you can find a way to create some teams want to create siege mentality. What some people, some teams, Eddie Jones's team love their back against the wall. Others find a way to, that it brings them closer together and they become more gracious, more humble. Whatever it is you take out of it. I, I've just watched this New Zealand team this year have a tough old time. And that's why was, the opening question was are they vulnerable? The flip side of it is if you come through a period like that, and managed to... It's like Mikel Arteta at Arsenal. You know, they are talking about getting rid of him last year in the Premier League. Now they're five points clear at the top of the Premier League. 
some coaches need time to bring through their philosophy, develop their culture, uh, put in the, the senior leaders and the players they want. And sometimes you can be really quick to make that call and it counts against you. The All Blacks, you guys have had a history of giving people that chance since Graham Henry was the first coach to get a second chance post-2007. And yeah, look, it's uh, I, I genuinely go, and obviously I've got an English hat on, but I go on days like this as just a, a fan, as a, as a rugby anorak, a rugby badger who just goes and, and loves watching the next generation just turn up with immense physicality and ridiculous skills. Oh, look, we, we can't wait. We've been waiting for this game for a very long time because, as you know, Will, these, these occasions, All Blacks v England, don't come along very often. I see England assistant coach Anthony Seabold has said that England will go after the All Blacks. How do you expect that to look? How do you expect them to approach this game from the first whistle? Yeah, look, I think you saw a little bit of that um, with the way that Simmons and Curry defended last week. Admittedly, it was it was against Japan, but uh, I think I think a lot of teams are watching the way South Africa defend, and have seen how over the few the last few years South Africa of all sides have, have given you know they've given as good as they've got against New Zealand, and Mapimpi uh, his ability to get off and, and shut the space down and, and, and limit the the options in the wide channel because you've got so much pace out there. I, I, I think Seabold is going to sort of let him go and, and, and put Aaron Smith under pressure and get into Richie and, 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 and try and make Jordan Geordie feel uncomfortable because he's, I, I, I don't know what his stats are, but I don't imagine he's played a billion games at number 12. And if you haven't got that muscle memory, that scar tissue uh, of being able to cope when the sort of metaphorical bullets are flying, then sometimes you can make some interesting decisions if you haven't played a position since the age of five. So um, England know that if New Zealand get ruck ball at less than two seconds of ruck and generate quick ball, England will lose. Therefore, they have to find a way to shut them down and, and slow the ball down and get in their faces and force them to kick a little bit more. You um, talked then about uh, having a win over the All Blacks on your CV. You've got one, of course, uh, 20 two. years ago. Oh, you've got two. Sorry, two. I was on oh, the draw. draw. Oh, you were there for the draw as well in 1997. I was at that game at Twickenham. I thought we were going to win it with a late yeah. drop goal. Yeah. Amazing size and lovely memory. I didn't hear what your question because I was trying to correct your stats. It's <laughs> fine. I was just going to say, how, how, where do they rank your, your games against the All Blacks? Oh, my, your dad, wins? Oh, my dad beat you as well. My dad coached <laughs> England in 83. Won 15-9 against Murray Mexted and that crowd. It was his first game as England coach. He says now he should have dropped the mic, walked out the change room and gone back because it got it went it went south quickly from there. Well, what a thriller! 15-9. But oh, obviously your family then has got has got some real success against the the All Blacks. What I was going to ask was was where did they rank across your career, Will, in terms of the most memorable and the toughest Test matches you played? Well, number one, by an absolute bloody street. Uh, you know, physically, the South Africans and, and, and strangely, the Argentinians are one challenge physically. The, the Australians are sort of professor of cunning. They, they're wily old foxes and the Brumbies and their ability to really bamboozle you. The thing about the All Blacks is they could do both. And um, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind, I bore my 18-year-old son regularly 
with the fact. Have I ever told you about the day I won in Wellington, young boy? Have I, have I taken you through every single second? We were down to 13, and I had turned uh, So, look, Jesus, it's, um, there's no question. The, the winning in Wellington, for me, I talk about more than winning the World Cup. It was as someone who grew up idolising the All Blacks. It is like an England footballer winning in Brazil. It's 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 the it's the best. And I know this isn't at this isn't in New Zealand this Saturday, but having a single victory against New Zealand on your CV means the world to every rugby player on the planet. Yeah, another memorable game. I'm not quite sure why it had slipped my mind with, uh, as you say, down to 13. What, Neil Back and Lawrence Delalio off for 10 minutes there. You held us up and, yeah, 15, uh, yeah, the 15-13 the, the win. Just before you go, Will, we're 10 months out from the Rugby World Cup. How would you rate your levels of optimism for England? Uh, so, don't, I think Napoleon said, don't give me a good general, give me a lucky general. Now, before you start saying Eddie's like lucky, he's been to he's been to three World Cup finals. He's got an extraordinary CV. I, I get on with him wonderfully well. Uh, he's always been so generous to me as a pundit, as an analyst, to invite me in. But, but what we have to look at is here: is if this was Wimbledon, Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, and Murray are all on one side of the draw, and the rest are all on the other. And the quarterfinals on one side of the draw will potentially be um, New Zealand versus Ireland and South Africa versus France. And on the other side of the draw, England versus Wales and Australia versus Argentina. I mean, you do the math. Uh, so I, I think without being flippant about it, England have a, wherever they rank right now, whatever you might think about their performance against Argentina in the last two Six Nations, they have been gift-wrapped, gift-wrapped an opportunity to get to a semi-final without playing one of the current top four teams in the world. Therefore, whatever you think about my bias towards England, you have to take England seriously in, in, in a one-off game in a semi-final. I'm being a bit presumptive. But I have to believe that in a group that involves Argentina and Japan, that England will win that group in France next year. Uh, minimum get out second place. Uh, and the reality is a quarterfinal, they play Wales or Australia, who are what? Currently, currently ranked seven and nine. Wales just got beat by you lot by 50 and Australia just got beat by Italy. So, come on, even in New Zealand, would have to acknowledge England are a threat next year. Yeah, we absolutely acknowledge it. Well, it's always such a great pleasure to chat to you. Enjoy yourself at Twickenham on Saturday, and hopefully we get the chance to chat again uh, in 2023. Cheers, boss. Take care.